PFT Media. Hey, you guys. Hey, it's your buddy Peter. It's Wednesday, June 26th at around 6 o'clock in the evening. And I just got done editing episode 195, my conversation with podcaster and comedian Ross McCoy. But we'll get to that in a second. Exciting news in the world of Scotch, a good conversation. You guys did it again. Thank you very much. I couldn't be prouder. We've been nominated as one of Orlando's best local podcasts. It's fourth year in a row. Who saw that coming, right? Thank you so much. It means the world to me that anybody, even one of you guys voted. I say that all the time about different things. But it, it just uh, it blows me away that I'm able to do this and able to talk to people and able to have a little fun and talk about Orlando. That's kind of what we do here. We, we talk about people and the things and the stuff that make this town interesting. So uh, I need you to do one more thing. I need you to go over to OrlandoWeekly.com, click on the Best of Orlando button, and uh, vote for us one more time. Best local podcast. It's under local color. And then uh, uh, while you're there, actually, since I got your attention about uh, voting, uh, vote for Dinner and Good Conversation, my other podcast that I'm doing with my wife. It's brand new. You may have heard it. You may not have heard it. If you haven't heard it, please check it out. There's nine episodes out. It comes out every other week. Uh, So there was one out last week with the guys from Hoods Up Brewing, and there will be one out next week. But uh, give that a vote, too, as Best New Thing. That's actually been nominated as, as Best New Thing in Orlando. So we're pretty proud. We got we got two in the Best of Orlando. Uh, us for Best of, of best Podcast and Dinner and Good Conversation as uh, Best New Thing. Uh, I'd appreciate it if you'd give us a vote. There's a lot of really good podcasts in this town. So um, uh, if you're thinking about me, if you like me, I'd appreciate it. Uh, this this episode, episode 195, is with Ross McCoy. He is no stranger to podcasting. He's been doing it forever, on and off for, I think, like 15 years. And he's got his own podcast out, The Orlando Talk Show. Uh, and it's, it's, it's out, like, it's relatively new, but he's no stranger to podcasting. He was doing it out at the very beginning, and then he was on Mediocre Time with Tom and Dan for a while, and he does comedy, and I like his show, and I enjoy talking to him. The dude is is wicked smart, and really, a lot of his shit just went right over my head. I didn't even realize that uh, TOTS stands for the Orlando Talk Show. I sound like an idiot through most of this, because he's smart, but he's cool. Check out his podcast. There'll be links to it in the show notes, and he's all over Facebook. I think he says just Google the Orlando Talk Show is pretty much how the best way to get to it. Uh, what else we got? Uh, stickers, got tons of them. You want one, you know what to do. Email me over at scotchandgoodconversation at gmail.com. Support my sponsors, all right? Seriously, Red Light, Red Light, La Femme du Fromage, Orlando Meats, uh, The Nook on Robinson. Buy yourself a bottle of Compass Box whiskey and use the button guy. All right, you guys, I love you. I mean it, I really do. I say that all the time. But I mean, I, if you're listening... You're my friend, and I love you, and I appreciate you being there. Uh, Take care of each other. It's hot out there. Drink some water and hydrate and put on some sunblock. Ride a bike. Climb a tree. Remember to breathe. All right, peace.
Thank you so much for checking out Scotch and Good Conversation. I'm your host. My name is Peter. We are in Rosyland Studios in beautiful, rainy Orlando, Florida. And we're like a weekly podcasty afternoon drinking, get together, conversation type thing. I've never really been able to put a thumb on what we do here. But in a nutshell, here, here's what happens. I invite people over. We sit down. We turn off our cell phones, we turn off the computers, we hit record, and we have a conversation. Hopefully we enjoy it. Hopefully we learn something about each other. Hopefully we have a good time. Hopefully you're going to dig it also. If you dig this kind of thing, go over to scotchandgoodconversation.com. You can find each and every one of my other episodes. And look around there. Like if if you know my guest right now, you're probably going to know somebody else. Other. And if not, there's, there's all sorts of interesting people. It's fun. You're going to have a good time. Just go look up my website. Give me a call, 407-446-4959. Email me, scotchandgoodconversation at gmail.com. Patreon, I've got one of those. You should use it. Patreon.com slash scotchandgoodconversation. We've got a Facebook. we got an Instagram. we got a Twitter. And we got some sponsors. You should use this product right here. 14 years. 14 years of craft beer. Red Light, Red Light Beer Parlor has been doing craft beer in Orlando for 14 years. Doing it well. Serving it. Making it celebrating craft beer. There's a reason they've been in town 14 years is because they're very, very good at craft beer. Give them a follow on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter to find out what's going on with their 14-year anniversary. And stop by New Expanded Hours. Do happy hour. Starts at 3. Go check it out. Red Light, Red Light, Orlando's craft beer destination located at 2810. Queen Drive in beautiful Audubon Park. Tell them you heard about them on Scotch and Good Conversation. And we've got a guest, and he's got his shoes off. Hi, Ross. Man, that product sounded great. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't you use that? I mean, depending <laughs> upon circumstances, probably. Probably, yeah. For something. I, I've, I don't know which of my products that that, that no, they sponsor, but they're all, they're all they're all pretty good. Yeah, and, sure. And uh, I, uh, they were all people that I was gladly talking about for free. Sure. And now uh, somehow I've tricked them into to giving Give me things. money. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So it's the dream. I, I am living the podcast mm-hmm. dream. Uh, Ross McCoy, thank you so much. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. I emailed you about coming on the show about two and a half years ago, and you totally blew me off i think or you didn't get it i'd like to think you didn't get it what email did you use because i, it was I have a couple it, it i don't check them all it, you're here now and you have your shoes off and i love that and my dog didn't bite you and you knew how to use the mic so thank you very much These, it's killing me not to pet rosie dude. It, it, That's, she, uh, at some point she'll get up and you can all the other play. restrictions i'm fine with but yeah, yeah man keep your hands off rosie was hard to do well she's she's high strung she's very german she's cute yeah she, she's a good girl a little mm-hmm. nuts though mm-hmm. uh this is what we do these are three things that i know about you Okay. Ready? All right. Uh, first thing is you're no stranger to podcasting. What is a uh, Soma Cow? Soma Cow, uh, my friends uh, Mickey and Jeff and their friend Shifty uh, for a minute, and then <laughs> later, and then later Jay and uh, Jeff's wife Jen. They all started this thing uh, called Soma Cow, mm-hmm. uh, which is one of, if not the first, podcast in Orlando. At the time they started, I'm aware of there being like four podcasts in the country wow so i think uh i remember always like hearing about keith and the girl and nobody Lo- loves onions and then uh and then uh, I, there were other ones but who the, who could say what what, is, what is a soma cow uh so i this it was a little bit before my time before when they named the show but well uh, when they started they called themselves the syndicate mm-hmm. and uh much like uh like, like iced tea or 
it turns out any other any number of other things. There's some like okay. radio show in New Jersey or something sent oh. them a cease and desist. Okay, good about the syndicate. Like like minutes into their, nice. into their uh, Good, existence, couldn't even, could, couldn't even use it. That that's the sad part about that. And then so they were like, okay, let's find something that nobody else has. Okay, and then I think uh, there was also an added element of. Uh, like you know, the most populous English-speaking country in the world is uh, is or is going to be uh, India at some point. So let's let's try and bring the Indian population nice. in with Soma. Nice. That's a. I, that's I think a that brilliant. was part of the thought process too, but sure. I'm not 100 percent sure. And anyway, so apparently it didn't work because it's not around anymore, right? But it was well, around for a while. It worked for a long time. Okay. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Like uh, three, four hundred episodes, which is a... way more than most podcasts. It's more yes. than this podcast. Yes. Yeah, and, and you came along and became part of that. Yeah. When uh, Jeff and Jen had their first kid. Jen kind of was their board op, uh, silent producer, and I kind of wanted to dip my toes in, so I offered when to take her place when she got pregnant and was in uh, pregnancy. Did, did you know how to do that? No, I still don't. <laughs> I, uh, I got like Me neither. I got serviceable at like riding the board and tapping out clips on the fucking uh, on the. Uh, what do you call that thing? The visual processor or whatever. But uh, yeah, I these are really, words that are yep, going right over, right I don't over know my head. Either, Peter. I don't. I know. I know where the headphones plug in. I can set up the sound system at the Bull and Bush. I'm, I'm up to that now. I okay. Can, yeah. I can hook up a mic and a couple of speakers. You're but, like a roadie uh, for Van Halen or something. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you got you got your own podcast now. Yeah. Well, you, you've done a couple, but it, more more recently you've done. Uh, yeah. You know, one with tell me the kids in the about big chair now. Yeah. The, the Orlando the, Talk Show with Ross McCoy. I like it on iTunes and most of your other podcasting services. It's fun. It's good. I like it. That's how I feel too. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. And, it's good. And I like it. Have, have, <laughs> you, just, you literally just said exactly what I, I said. I know. I said okay. I feel the same way. Echo. Um, you, you, what, you got like uh, five episodes out now? Well, let's see. We got, yeah, I think five because we put an Nailed extra it. one out, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, my buddy Scott is uh, promoting a, a show that will have passed many months ago by the time this comes out, but I want to get <laughs> an extra one out early. <laughs> uh, and, and tell the kids a little about it. it it's an interviewee, talky, it's, it's kind of all over the place. I, 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 the I kind of dig it. The show that I heard like it was a show called The Crab Feast. Okay. And, uh, and that was the first storytelling podcast that I was aware of. And uh, it it kind of has into dust now, but it's still there on the internet. Find it; it's really good. And the concept of it was like uh, these two guys and another. They bring in another comedian most of the time, and uh, they tell stories. And then hopefully the story that got told would set off a, somebody else to remember another story. And they just keep like chain reaction of stories going. First line freeze. You ever? We are. You don't strike me as a drama kid. Were you a drama kid at all? I got into drama my senior year of high school, so That's, I got like a taste of it. I yeah, didn't yeah. Get the that, full. Four there, was a, year. there was a drama thing called First Line Freeze, where you, you tell a story and you. you touch somebody and the oh yeah continues. yeah 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 this is more like though you know you're just sitting around and like somebody's like yeah that one time in high school and then oh yeah i remember that one time i did and you know that ideally okay. is the best scenario and then i wanted to do it with like an orlando or florida theme right and as, I'm, there's a there's a there's a website or something yeah uh tots with <laughs> tots with ross.com why, why I the tots I, I i was gonna ask about that the orlando talk show t-o-t-s okay why the tots? Yeah, the like, Orlando talk show. I, I know, but I don't understand why, why the tots. But, but are you obsessed with tots? Uh, yeah. I don't know, Peter. Do you like fun and fun things? <laughs> Tater tots are fucking like, fun, dude. They're you, fun. Do you like delicious? And they're delicious. <laughs> and uh, they're good. And like, 
When have you ever heard anybody say anything bad about Tots? But immediately by tying my show to Tots. My Tots, wife says bad things about Tots I, every I, time I, want, I go to Junior's I want Diner. Words with your wife. Is she here right now? <laughs> no, she's Rosie. Let, go go find the Mrs. Rosie. She's got wanna... my wife's got the real job. I'm I'm <laughs> drinking at two thirty in the afternoon oh, yeah, on dude, a Tuesday. I know, right? <laughs> um, but if I go to Junior's and I get Tots for breakfast, because I'll get I'll get the, the exact same thing. Tots every, for breakfast, dude. It, it's, it's whoa. It, 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 Junior's Diner is legit. They're they're among my favorite places to eat in okay. the entire world and you get a uh, an egg sandwich and tater tots with hot sauce and i'm set for the day and they keep your iced tea glass like always full i'll put links to uh the orlando talk show with ross mccoy in the notes second thing i know or about just you tape it into your podcast app yeah yeah well they can go to it's my right website there. see the trick is for them to go to my website i know and people are so lazy nobody's going there peter <laughs> oh, I, I know i know I i'm trying to get would... the laziest possible I, was, I always think what would i do if i was listening and i would not go to your website but if somebody said just go to your podcast app and type it in i might do that okay. i got like a i got like a five percent six percent chance of doing that and i'll take those couple people you just stole all my thunder thing number two i know about you <laughs> is uh you're the opening track on a brand new album uh called shit sandwich yeah 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 uh that's so, cool it makes it sound like you're in devo or something <laughs> it's uh yeah i mean but you know technically any asshole can go down to a pub and just record himself and put it on the internet now and but, that's but it's, it's kind of what that is it's uh the proceeds <laughs> are going to something cool they're uh, proceeds going to the innocent product project yeah, yeah we there's a little uh comedy show at the bull and bush that i didn't start but uh but me and my dog my friend doug have been running for a number of years now called the shit sandwich comedy showcase mm -hmm. uh founded by our buddy matt kirsting uh, and so we just had our seven year anniversary and to celebrate that we re released a recording we made a year ago on the six year anniversary. Nice. And uh, yeah, we finally <laughs> finally got it together in a downloadable form. You, you comedians are really just ambitious. <laughs> we, well, we've got a huge uh, comedy scene in town. It's true. Yeah, I've had a, a, a boatload of... What the fuck was that? I don't know. I thought we turned our phones off I and did. stuff when we came in here. Yeah, well, it, it's it's cool. I'm playing Pokemon Go. It's fine. <laughs> okay. um, I've had a bunch of comedians here, and, and the thing you do over at Bull and Bush is, yeah. is the tumbleweed thing still around? No, nah, I haven't done a tumbleweed okay, that, in a while. Yeah, that's that's why it's not in my notes. It just came in my head. Mm -hmm. But you, you're there uh, a lot on Thursdays. Uh, nope. It's the first and third Saturday every month, and then Wednesday nights. They have, uh, every Wednesday night they have an open. Okay, mic. that was it. Mm -hmm. It was Wednesdays that yep. I saw. I saw you and uh, Big Tim and some other people, but. Yeah, uh, Big Tim's kind of, uh, he moved, so he kind of like go with that. He's but like an I think adult now. Abby Stassen is running that. Abby's been in, and she's charming, isn't she? I think she's going by Abby Hope now. I think so. I saw, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the last thing I, I know about you, and, and it seems like everybody's done this except me, you met Gallagher. <laughs> I did meet Gallagher. I met Gallagher in an open mic. Uh, what was on Church Street, the original Orlando Improv. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're familiar yeah. with that building? And then yeah. it turned into the Harry Buffalo. Of course it did. And whatever the hell it was in between those two. It Gallagher was, was just hanging out? No, no, no. It was, okay. I forget what it was called, but they still had the old improv stage, and it is a terrible room for comedy. Like, the ceilings are a million feet high. There's a balcony where people are literally hundreds of feet away from you, and, like, <laughs> Dozens of feet in the air above you. It is a terrible room for comedy. And they had an open mic there. And um, I want to say they did shows on the weekends, too, for a long time. And then one night, the... I th ah. I could be wrong about this, but I believe I believe the open mic was a bonkers okay. uh, comedy a, a joint, yeah, and yeah. Uh, I think Gallagher was doing a couple shows for them, and they gave him like I don't know fifty or hundred bucks to go host this open mic. <laughs> Poor and Gallagher. It was 
It was hilarious, dude. He, uh, I'm a huge Gallagher fan. Like back in the back in the '80s, my fucking I've seen Gallagher like three times live with the watermelons and the 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 big fucking trampoline. Gallagher, Gallagher too, the real one. No, the real Gallagher. Okay, yeah. Because I I, I've never seen him live except for this one instance. And uh, my I remember being in my fucking underoos in the in the living room. My dad being like Gallagher. My dad would like TV guy. He'd highlight. He'd be like Gallagher's coming on. Sad. We gotta watch this. A legitimate thing. He was was hilarious. He was the Doug Henning of of the comedy world like everybody knew him he was on the mike douglas show all the time and even if the first 45 minutes of his show were garbage which they kind of were a lot of the time really you hammer. knew at the end the fucking sledgematic <laughs> was coming out and some shit was gonna get sledgehammered it would all be worth it you know uh but anyway he was hosting this open like i don't he didn't do sledgematic stuff that night but uh because he <laughs> he's too old to pick up he the threw tree a baby out okay good <laughs> there was but to be fair this is like a legit it's legitimately except for Five percent of its open time during the week. This is a, a restaurant yeah, yeah. in a touristy part of downtown Orlando. So this dude and his wife and a baby were in there, like eating cheeseburgers. Oh, he threw, I thought he threw a baby out into the audience. <laughs> no. Like he kicked a baby out. Yeah, because the baby was unruly. <laughs> hey guys, my new merch is babies. Here, catch one. Free one for the audience. Yeah. So a dude and his wife and a baby were just sitting there, like eating their cheeseburgers in uh It was Cheyenne Saloon. Or okay, something that sounds like about that. right. Yeah, yeah. So they're just enjoying a nice, delicious cheeseburger burger on the on an evening out Delicious, on the town really and then suddenly a fucking open mic breaks out and then not only like an open mic but one hosted by gallagher from the fucking 80s very strange out of nowhere and uh and then gallagher's doing some stuff and the baby like and it was like it was political stuff and it was like anti-obama the baby was mad the baby was like ah! <laughs> i don't know if he was an obama fan it was anti-obama Oh, Gallagher was. Oh, my. Because I heard. Uh, I'll say this. You don't have to because you're a comedian and I don't want you to get up Gallagher to get mad at you. I, I've heard he's a complete dickbag and I've always been fascinated by him. But he's also he was funny in the 70s and 80s. I've seen him do comedy and he had that whole his brother was impersonating thing. So I, I can understand that maybe you get angry at the world and you hate babies. He was very nice to me. Okay, to see that that's, that's went, the right thing for you to I say. I went up to him and I said, "Hello, Mr. Gallagher. It's a pleasure to meet you. My dad uh, showed me all your specials when I was a kid, and I enjoyed them very much. Do you mind if I take a picture to send to my dad?" Uh-huh. And he's like, "Yeah, sure. Whatever, man. That's it, right?" Here. <laughs> and so I sat next to him. I took a picture. That was the entirety of my interaction with him. He's very nice, very gracious to me. And he gets up there and he's like, "Dude, I think it was, it was definitely like some right wing stuff. I think it was anti Obama, from what I remember. I don't recall. This is years ago. Yeah, yeah. I don't recall the exact set. But then the baby was like, "Rap." <laughs> Once he honed in on the baby, yeah. he was like, "Have that baby, baby in here! <laughs> Have that Get baby. that fucking baby out of here! What's there? What are you doing? Enjoying a nice cheeseburger? Fuck no! Not with your baby in here!" And uh, he like harassed this lady until she grabbed her baby and put it in the stroller and walked it out of the Cheyenne Saloon. Nice. And the dude stayed and watched the Gallagher. It's some good <laughs> this parenting. Guy, also, this guy just sent his wife and baby out and fucking finished his cheeseburger. Watch Gallagher. I um, I you're not the first person who who I've had in here uh, talk about meeting. Apparently, everybody was at that show. Yes, I, probably yeah. probably six comedians who I've had in here had the exact same thing, and they they said the exact same thing you're supposed to say. He was very nice. Just in oh, case, yeah. just in, I, I I I have a problem with Gallagher. I don't Did know you? why. I I I thought he was funny. I might have had a Gallagher poncho. Because at the shows, he, sells he, he sold merch ponchos. and he would oh, sell ponchos. And wow. I might have had one up until a couple of years ago. Okay. I think I finally got What was rid the turn? It. What turn Gallagher for you? I, I don't. He just seemed, got angry. Everything I've ever seen about him. And I think it's yeah. the brother thing. If you don't know, 
and I don't know the whole story, but apparently Gallagher's twin brother was going around doing his his show, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. And Which I, I my bro, if my brother started Scotch and Good Conversation in another town, I would be very fucking angry. <laughs> and I don't know the particulars, but I think like it was a wildcat operation for a number of years, and then they reached some sort of licensing oper- agreement, and that's where like Gallagher Two comes into play. Okay, yeah, so that you can tell the difference between the two of them. But I, I I've never really read a comprehensive history of the Gallagher brother battle. I'm sure there's a book out there. That yeah, no one they probably fought it out with sledgehammers. <laughs> Can you imagine that battle? Two guys balding on top, mullets, just going That's at each other. That's my brother and I, yeah. Just going at each other with fucking sledgehammers. It'd be like the end of uh, Streets of Fire. Real quick, without thinking about this, everybody overthinks this, and this is the hardest part of the podcast. Top three bands, singer-songwriters, or music performers in your world right now, go. I mean, I love Elastica. Um, I always did listen they have to more than one record? Wu-Tang Clan. They did come out with a sophomore record eventually, okay. and uh, I'd stick by the first one. Okay, because that was the record. Uh, yeah, Elastica, uh, always in my top three. Wu-Tang Clan. The Wu? Sure. Oh, Metallica. Uh, yeah, okay. because I fucking... Oh, God damn, I love... Like, uh, I, I, all I do is play Fortnite, and, uh, like, if my kid has my headphones, I'll put fucking Metallica on and just rock out to some Metallica and play Fortnite. It's so fun. Oh, oh you did that fast. All right. And you strike me as a reader. Uh, I, no, man, not as much anymore. You've read but three I, books. Three I, books. Go. I used to. Uh, like, three books. I just picked up a copy of Youth and Revolt. I'm going to re- read that. What else is good? Oh, fucking uh, Snow Crash by uh, Neil Stevenson. I read that book. It's a great book. No dude. one knows that book. It's so it's so timely now. Like that's that's a book I read. I never it's get true. this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got to read the follow up, the Diamond Age. To okay. That. And uh, is it as good? It's 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 a harder read. Like where Snow Crash was very uh, like kind of bubblegum and fun. Yeah, it was like a Diamond like a... Age is more technical and a harder read. Like I had to read it two or three times before I kind of got it. I feel like I have Snow Crash on my phone. I tried to read it on my. Don't try to read a, a book on your phone. No, 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 no. I it's just never pointless. And yeah. then a third book, huh? I guess uh, uh, my my solid uh, toilet go to book is this book called Ten Thousand Answers, and it's like a it's like a trivia encyclopedia. And I I'll feel just, like you're a trivia encyclopedia. Aren't you? I just, I'm all right, but I, I'm no, not good. I, no, not, no, no, you can. Because one of our things here is it's okay mm-hmm. to say you're okay. No, I mean, I'm completely okay saying I'm yeah. all right, yeah, but yeah. I'm not like great. You're like, not Einstein, Einstein but you're. No. In I the, can, yeah. I can hang in Jeopardy, but like I can't, I can't go up against <laughs> these fucking Ken Jennings or this James Holtzauer guy or nothing. That's still a thing, right? Jeopardy, isn't there some something going on he's with done. some? He's some, done. I, that, he, not, got, be, not he got beat by a librarian. I have a friend who has a great conspiracy theory about that guy, James, because he was, um, this guy was averaging like 70000 a night on Jeopardy, which is unheard of. Yeah, yeah. That's ridiculous amount of money. In like, in the space of two weeks, he set the top five um, ever highest scores on Jeopardy, okay? So like, this guy okay. can put some numbers up. He's a plant. Uh, no, 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 nothing okay. like that. He um, on Jeopardy, they call him a professional gambler. Okay? okay, that's what he does. He gambles sports book for a living a- in Vegas. And so this guy, uh, he was having a historic run. He time wise, he wasn't near Ken Jennings, but money wise, he was about to beat Ken Jennings' record for money. And um, my friend has this theory that this guy must have laid a bunch of bets against that happening. That's a brilliant theory. Weeks, weeks, weeks before the event, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the night that it, it is about, like, the night where he's going to, Alex even says, like, you're within range. If you hit your average of breaking this, this guy way underperforms. He, like, I think he had, like, something like 30 grand. And, like, and, and the way he bet, this guy goes all in 
for no fucking reason at all. And this was I love it. This was a final jeopardy where he was legitimately being threatened by the the second person in place uh-huh. and he bets like $1000 when he had like 35,000 or something, which is completely out of character. Yeah, yeah. It makes no fucking sense unless he was tanking to lose to not break Ken Jennings record to collect on bets that he made. A long in time advance. ago, I, that's that's a brilliant theory. It's it's fucking crazy. Have, it, had you read that anywhere else, or is this the, <laughs> no? But when my friend your said it, a genius. It, it's the only thing that makes sense. There we go. Because that that if you if you, we were watching that run and we were very invested in this guy, I, I was happy about how happy Alex was about it. Alex is fighting uh, pancreatic cancer, and <laughs> he's, he's got okay this guy now, though, isn't he? I mean, he's he like released the statement saying he's technically in remission. If yeah, that's, okay. I'd rather he was sound and healthy, but yeah, that's that's fine. But but he was excited about this guy. You could see, like, you know, he was fighting for his life. Yeah, but he's yeah. excited to have this guy doing a historic run. And uh, yeah, I think that's what happened. All right, that ended. Hashtag Jeopardy theories. <laughs> okay. uh, you were assigned a task to come at me with three questions. Now is your chance to ask the first and only the first of those three questions. Oh, okay, the first one was going to be who's got the best tots in town, but I guess that's uh, Jimmy's <laughs> Diner, right? Junior's Diner. Junior's Diner. Um, that's a new one for me. A lot of people say Beefy King. BB Kings are good. I like yeah. uh, I like Johnny's. You ever had Johnny's house? I haven't been to Johnny's in a minute. We used to live over there. Okay. Uh, and we used to go all the time. And I don't think I've been since they opened that other part. Oh, the other the, side? Yeah. I oh, mean, my it, God. That's been, been forever ago. Uh, 2000. I bet you 2008 was the okay. last time I was in okay. that building. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else who does tater tots. I, just, I, I don't. I think it's just that I really am craving. Usually, when we go to juniors, I'm a little hungover. It's a Saturday morning. Oh Hopefully, I've, I've had sex like that morning. And so that tot is a perfect little hangover it, it, bomb, it's, dude. It's really just a, yeah. it's a great thing and a little, carbs and grease, and little the little hot sauce, shape, and, some hot sauce. And oh my god! So you haven't been to juniors? No. Juniors is it's one of those diners that's great, and you smell like diner when you leave the diner, which I think is a mark of a really good diner. Um, and I hate that, like, hey, leaving and smelling like diner. But when you're in there, it, it's 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 the perfect world of tacky and weird and delicious. I wouldn't say delicious. It's always like subpar, but still exact. I'm never gonna get them as a sponsor. It's it's subpar. It's exactly it's exactly what I need. It's a perfect diner. Yeah, it's and it's it's nearby, mm-hmm. and, and they they um, they keep my iced tea glass constantly full, which nice. is which is a big yeah, one for you me. Need that. Yeah, especially well, under normal circumstances, especially if uh, I'm hungover. I would say juniors. I'm trying to think if anybody else does them. I think they're tearing down my favorite diner in oh town. Oh, my God, where? Um, I went by it right across from the courthouse downtown City Diner. You ever been there? I feel like I used to work downtown at the it's, Kinko's there for a, a little while. Yeah, so, real yeah. close to there. Yeah, it's yeah. like if you cross the street from the courthouse, like kind of nestled in that little, uh, the whatever it is, the uh, the inn right there. Yeah, I, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I have been in there once or twice. Oh, I, is, uh, is, are they tearing the hotel? I was down? going by the other day. I don't make. I don't go through downtown a lot anymore. Yeah, and uh, it was bad. just all fenced off. Oh. Like you can't even get to it anymore. Oh, I feel like uh, there was that horrible twenty-four hour supposed diner that showed up downtown, like the red oh, coffee yeah. cup or something. Red mug. Yeah, yeah. They that. had the, the, all their stuff looked really good mm. on Instagram, but I never made it in. Uh, my podcast I, looks good on Instagram. Uh-huh. I heard it was pricey. <laughs> I heard it was kind of pricey. Uh, yeah, it's it, it, apparently it came and went. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I'm going with Junior's Diner just because okay. I want them as, as a sponsor. I just, yeah, never come on, I, I, just, I just got done shitting on them. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask you some questions now. 
Question number one for young Mr. Ross. How old are you? That's not the question. But uh, 40. I'm okay. 40. All right. That's cool. I was 40 once. Uh, <laughs> when, uh, when you're in the bathroom and someone knocks on the door, what's the proper response? <laughs> in here, uh, occupied. Okay. Oh, you know, I'm, I got kids, so I just go, what? <laughs> <laughs> Can I masturbate in peace? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, we, um, we don't have people over often, and I, I have definite bathroom issues like i don't like this shit anywhere other than here okay so uh, I, I, like we just went to Asheville last weekend and i get vacation constipation like really really bad so it's it's a constant battle because we tra- hilarious. we travel on a semi-regular basis but i also the first four days it'll be me just bulging at the seams with caca uh didi We've been together since 96, and I think she's seen me on the toilet once. Oh, my God. <clears throat> I, will you shit in front of your wife? My, uh, not if I have a choice in the matter. But, but I mean, like, you, she'll walk in and grab it. something. Yeah, she's seen it. No, that's there, no that, that's not a thing. And I, it, it will crawl back up inside if someone knocks. If I hear people walking by, I, it, it will crawl back up. That's hilarious. The last uh, couple of days, we've been having some toilet issues. I'm sorry. So I've been actually planning my day around taking shits at other places. <laughs> See, I, I could never tour with like, the band. I was like, yeah. uh, last night I was going to bed and I was like, okay, uh, what's going to be the closest place open when One I wake right up now? in the morning where I can bounce and take a shit? One bathroom? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. You guys are the, the my house of, of the world, but you have two children also, right? We got three kids. Oh, my so God. That's five terrible. Five people, one bathroom. Yeah. But uh, we got we got a nice little house in the school district we needed. So No, no, that, that's, that's, that's I just like I grew up with that. Like I only had one brother, but my bedroom was directly across the hall from the bathroom. And if I had a dollar for every time I saw my mother naked going. Oh, my God. Oh, it was horrible. Um, question number two for you. What uh, life hack? Is very obvious, but no one seems to know about it. Um, a life hack, huh? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like if I had more good life hacks, uh... I picked that one because I thought you were chock full of life hacks. You, you seem like so? life hack guy. Uh, I don't know. I pretty much, uh, you know, uh, here's a good life hack: don't ever travel more than two miles from your house. <laughs> That's one of my personal. <laughs> is that life for hacks. me? <laughs> I, this is about four miles. This is you know. Okay, this I, is within my comfort range. Yeah, but, but I, like because I can't shit anywhere. I can shit oh, at the yeah. Gallery Mall. Okay. I, I don't. I don't know why. It's like really nice in those bathrooms. They play nice soothing things. music. All right, I'm gonna put that on my checklist. Yeah, you should. You should shit at the Gallery Mall. Oh, here's it's, a here's a life nice. hack for you. Uh, if you need to take a shit at six a.m., Ace Hardware's open. Solid, and they got good bathrooms. I feel man. like they might they keep it clean. I, I like an Ace Hardware. Yeah, I, I, they're, they're always incredibly polite up there. Have you been to the one on Fifty? I think so. Like by the what used to be the Winn Dixie is now an Oriental Grocery. Or yeah, something. yeah, that yeah. That, or, that yeah. that's like my favorite one. Okay, and there's this skinny little like I don't know if he's a rockabilly dude or like a punk or something. Uh, sight unseen, I'm gonna say yes. Yeah, he he, he wears his, his little red braces and he always has a <laughs> pair of like purple like 18 hole docks. Okay. Yeah, I, I like that guy. He's like super nice. I'll get I'll get my propane filled up there. And he'll pick it up from the side of the car, and like he almost falls over every time. It's it's I I kind of want to go, dude. I'll carry this, man. I, I know it's really really hard for you. Uh, ours, uh, ours uh, you're allowed to bring your dog in. Okay, that's which I nice. Love. Yeah, they yeah. got an awesome knife display, mm-hmm. which I fucking love because you know I can look at like uh, you know pocket knives while my wife is browsing. Are you packing heat? Are you a pocket knife? I guy? usually have one on me. I don't right now because I'm wearing swimming trunks. I but, appreciate uh, that. I usually have a pocket knife on me I, for you know. I want to be a pocket knife guy. My my uh, I have. My my, my grandfather's pocket knife and then my brother gave me a pocket knife like when I was like 15 
But I just like I can't. I I. I got my granddad's uh, K bar from World War Two. Cool. And I was, <laughs> it's cool. But I was like, one day I was like camping with it, and I was like, my grandpa probably killed some guy with this, and I'm I'm hammering tent stakes into the ground. Yeah, you know, yeah. It feels disrespectful. So I went and got a fucking Bear Grylls K bar. Are you gonna get? Are you gonna give the murder knife to one of your kids? Uh, wait, wait. <laughs> How do you know about the murder knife? You just said the murder knife. <laughs> um, K bar is a knife, right? Yes. Okay. okay. I. I said my grandpa probably murdered a guy with that knife. Okay. But I have another knife that I call my murder knife. Oh, you have a murder knife. It's like a pocket knife that is specifically to come out of your pocket and murder somebody with. Yeah. I have, I have, you, yeah. No, I've never uh, had an opportunity to use okay. it. Okay. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, question number three for you. What's How the, did you know about murder knife? <laughs> what's... This is silly. I, I like the fact you have something called murder knife. Yeah, yeah. Do you specifically uh, like refer to it as murder knife? Correct. I will say honey hammy murder knife. We're going to rub our down tonight. I want you to adopt me. That's Sounds wonderful. It's a cool little knife. It's a um, it's a cold steel, and it's got a um, it's got this this rasp or burr on the outside, uh-huh. so that if you, you just got it in your pocket, you know, you can pull it out of your pocket. That'll catch on the inside of your pocket. Flip the blade out while you're pulling it out of your pocket. I would stab myself somehow. I practice with it. Okay. I practice. You have yeah. nunchucks also. I do. I do. <laughs> I I could probably uh, you know, single handedly take over the subreddit for mall ninja shit. It, I have a lot of mall ninja shit. Yeah. And this wasn't throwing one the, stars, size, nunchucks, the, uh, machetes. I got, I got a lot. This of was almost like I have it on, on my sub notes in case one of those things weren't true. Are you a mall ninja? Uh, are, no, <laughs> apparently um, you're a motorcycle guy. I used to be. I had a motorbike for a minute. Yeah. Okay. I think every dude goes through a motorcycle part of their my life. My dad gave me one, and uh, I enjoyed it for a while. But then, uh, then it's, it's I, scary I in a, Orlando. I needed a large sum of money. <laughs> yeah, that's why I sold my scooter. Like I was a scooter guy. Okay. Yeah, uh, and I, I got the tattoo to prove it. Okay. But uh, which is going to get covered at some point. But uh, I uh, I I drove a motorcycle during the, the course and I dropped it during the course. Oh, yeah. they make you take like one on one after that, don't they? No, no. I, I, I dropped it and he ran over like I dropped it going around a corner at like five miles an hour. Like, I dropped it because I was going five miles slow, an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy ran up to me. And he said, are, are you okay? And I, I went, can you give me a moment? I've been in a motorcycle accident. <laughs> <laughs> and and he went, you haven't been in a motorcycle accident. Right? He said, get up. And I said, give me a moment. <laughs> oh, my God. So he helped me write the motorcycle because I'm a complete pussy. And he's like, get back on it and continue going on. Okay. And uh, I, I, Where'd I, you take the course? Uh, out by OBT. This was oh, years ago. It was like oh, behind no. like a Honda dealership. I remember. Th- I've seen that one before. Yeah, yeah. What kind of bikes did they have? You like little Bules or something? I, like, it it seemed like a, like a little Honda. Okay. Like I, I could have picked it up. I just was very shaken because gotcha. I was in a motorcycle accident. Motorcycle Yeah, I, I had my scooter for uh, six or seven years. I mean, I, I rode thousands of miles on it. Orlando's a tough place for motorcycles and scooters, especially scooters because they can't get out of their way own way. Right on the bike, I always felt somewhat safe because I could accelerate out of problems if I needed to but on a scooter I don't know that you have the same this scooter would do 60 like I mean I had a proper like like it was almost an old school Vespa okay um but I just like I mean I think I maybe went forty five on it once. I'm 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 not equipped to be on two wheels. I just let it look cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, you you don't seem like a motorcycle guy. Do you I th- had a dream last night that I me and my kid were riding a motorcycle and I dropped it. Yeah. Yeah. How old are the kids? Uh, uh, eighteen. Oh my god. Sixteen and twelve. That's crazy. Because because yeah. I like what I know of you is when you were on the other podcast and you talk about your kids all mm-hmm. the time. 
And they were little kids back yeah, then. That's like, uh, it's been six, seven years ago. That's crazy. <laughs> I don't know. Yep. But time is not a thing that I deal with. Like, on a, like, it's, everything's like house time. I don't do much. I believe it was the poet philosopher, Steve Miller, that said it keeps, <laughs> keeps on tick, tick, ticking into the future. Into, into the future? Mm-hmm. I, I, see, I've stopped it. I hit 50 like a year and a half ago. A year ago. And uh, like now I'm, I'm just kind of just coasting downhill. <laughs> I, I, what's the Gilbert Grape one? I, I can go at any time. I can go at any. You've never seen Gilbert Grape? I've seen it on like TBS or something. I I've can seen, go at any time. It's it's a great line. I I've use seen it. Around. Probably all I need to see it. Oh, it's so good. And they, they then they burn the house with the big fat lady in I it. I liked it better as uh, squirrels on Family Guy. What? Family Guy did like a parody of it with squirrels. It's Family Guy's good, right? I liked it. I, for could, you know, I haven't seen it in years. Oh, but. Family Guy. I'm thinking uh, King of the Hill. God, I love King of the Hill. See, I, that that's oh. good. I like Family Guy also, but it stopped being funny like a couple years ago. I haven't seen it in forever. Yeah, I like King of the Hill. I was telling my wife when God. we were driving home from vacation that we, I think we might have to binge watch all of King of the Hill because the characters are so written, well written, and there's stories intertwined. And, and uh, there's um, a bit I only do for my 12 year old where I will say uh, <laughs> Hank Hill lines as Arnold Schwarzenegger. A question number three for you. What's the most embarrassing thing your parents caught you doing? Caught me doing? Uh-huh. Gosh, I don't know. Uh, they did uh, both on separate occasions find my Playboys under my mattress. I, do, do you think your kids have Playboys? Uh, no, not, Penthouse, not, not, Hustler, in this, not in this cream. phone day and age. It's, that's <laughs> it's all. a shame. I, I feel like that's a shame. I feel like it's probably still a thing out in the sticks. Uh, this came up recently. Uh, Sam from Sam Antex was on mm-hmm. my show, and I asked her what they did in Summers and Taft. And she said, we went on the woods looking, for, the porn, woods looking for pornography. And, yeah. uh, and so I, I put a poll up, and uh, I expected it to be about 50-50. I found pornography woods. I oh, wood, wood remember pornography. I've, on separate occasions, found and like had friends find like a box of porn in the woods. But I figured it'd be about 50-50, yeah. you know, but it was startlingly like 90% of people <laughs> had found porn in the woods. Yeah. It was like 90 to 13, something like that. You should have asked who was masturbating in the woods. Yeah. Cause no, you take it home. Yeah. You, you can't. And nobody's masturbating in the woods, Peter. That's a, that's a maneuver of, of hiding. That's just some dude. Uh, my wife was asking me about it cause she's in the weird 10% that never found porn in the woods. Uh, the weird 10%. Are right? they the weird ones? I guess. <laughs> I mean, you know, if uh, nine out of ten people have fucking tails on their forehead, then you're the weirdo. Well, I like don't. I like your wife because because she wasn't looking for pornography in the woods either. I think, and she had brothers and shit, and they were like roaming the neighborhood looking for trouble. So like, she she really dodged a bullet on all fronts there. But I think uh, like your average bag or box of porn in the woods is like a guy who just got a girlfriend. You know, like oh, I never thought some of that angle. Dude, uh, in his early twenties, he's he's been on his own for a couple of years out of his parents' house. He is a master box of porn because that's what you do as a guy in the 80s or 90s with before fucking cell phones and laptops and everything uh, he uh, has amassed his well he, he probably just had it laying about but now he's got a girlfriend she's gonna be coming over more often he had to throw it in a fucking box and what are you, you're not gonna throw it in the trash no you take you, it out to the woods like a gentleman you find a spot to leave it leave well, it you for, know, if this doesn't work out with Brenda you can come back to it <laughs> cover it up I the, the last time I possessed uh, paper pornography uh, I think I have some right here. Other than maybe like a, a couple, no, it's in the other room. I, I have some fantastic. <laughs> other playboys. than maybe a couple of the um, like swimsuit spectaculars from comic books in the '90s that I might still have tucked away in a box somewhere. Uh, I I did a show with Big Tim Murphy, who I believe you know, <laughs> and uh, he paid me for the show in old Playboys. <laughs> so I had a stack of old Playboys, and it was like. 
he had a complete fucking run that somebody had just given him. He found it on like Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace or something. So yeah, yeah. Just boxes and boxes of uh, old Playboys. So I like I went through and I got a couple from the '90s that I remembered stealing from my uncle. Like, oh, I remember this girl's with the Big Ten or whatever the fuck, you know. A couple, a couple I remembered stealing from my uncle. Yeah. But anyway, I had these uh, Playboys, and after after a certain amount of time of like hiding them from my wife, I grew uncomfortable with that. You were hiding Playboys from your wife? Just, I didn't want. I just. For, I didn't really even want them first of all like so like if she asked hey, baby, me why do you have these how am I going to defend it because I, I really don't even want them but uh I had them and so I was uh, I actually I went on a cruise uh, with my friend Bart he had his his wife couldn't go last please minute tell me you dumped them in the sea. what's that please tell me you dumped them in the sea no no no, no. oh uh, rats uh, I left. The, I took them on the cruise because I was like, I didn't wasn't gonna buy the internet package, so I was like, I'll at least have something with me, you know, if I need it. And then uh, we had really cool uh, stewards, <laughs> like these, like I don't know what country they were from, but you know, on a boat they'd like hire people in yeah, yeah, impoverished yeah. nations to like work on boats. And so I left them for the stewards in in the in the, in the boat. Which was my version of leaving them you in the woods. The yeah, <laughs> you no, I tip all, guys Okay, too, good. I didn't then just hear. It was my version of leaving them in the woods for some kids to find. I just here's, left here's, them out on the bed when I checked out of the boat. No, I'm sure they appreciated that. Hopefully, they yeah. either liked them or they threw them away or <laughs> traded them for cigarettes in the belly of the boat. I don't know. <laughs> I like the mental imagery that you just. <laughs> you ever read about the fucking the cruise industry and like how they manage to staff those things? And I, stuff? It's I, had pretty... a, I had a buddy who played in a band. Okay. And he was a very, very, very talented guitarist. And he said for like three months, all he did was play a, a, a reggae version of I Just Called to Tell You I Love oh You. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, your second question for me, please. Oh, uh, what is your favorite TV show? And if it's too hard for you, you can give me a favorite general and favorite comedy. Uh, favorite TV show. It's been a while since we've watched actually TV shows. Uh, I, I like a mine evolved. comedy. Uh, cheers. Of uh, uh, cheers, really. General Twin Peaks. I see. I, I hate Twin Peaks. You don't like Twin Peaks? I hate Twin. Interview Peaks. over. <laughs> I hate because I know you Twin Peaks people are very passionate about it's the Twin. The Peaks. best TV show ever made. Yes. I don't know. It's just something about it. The music's cool. Oh my god! And they dress kind of cool because my wife went back because she's a, she's too young to remember that when it came out, and we went back and I was like, I just still still annoying. You watched it again and recently, and you still don't like it? It's just annoying. Okay. Yeah, All yeah. Right. And I'm not saying I'm the king of of I, I don't know. It's none. really slow paced. I think it's also probably way above like my. I don't know that because grasp. I feel like anybody could engage it on any level. It's like it's very cerebral on a certain level, and then it's a goofy fucking sitcom on a certain level too. At some points, you know. I uh. Mash was a big one. Mash was really good. And WKRP in Cincinnati. God, I love that show. And you know why they uh, the copyright was with all that music. That's why it never really came out for a while. And they had to go through it and take all the music Is out. Is that right? Yeah, and put oh. they put if you go now in. They'll they're like here's the Who and they won't play a Who they'll play. But some, at the time they played like real records on some the air. generic bullshit. Interesting. It was really well written. Like uh, Les yeah. Nesman is one of my favorite characters. That was a really good show. Les Nesman was the George Costanza of his time. He was so well written out. <laughs> his character, his background character. If you look about the second episode in or the third episode in, he starts to show up and he has band aids on various parts of his body. Okay. And, and the storyline, and apparently he just showed up in a bandaid because he got scratched by his dog and they never took, him, took it off. But the storyline was that he had a huge dog at home that kept attacking him. Also, Les had the the uh, 
the lines around his office where walls should go. Right. And they, yeah. they would make, they, he'd, he'd make people knock on the imaginary yeah, they had to door. Go for, they could not step over the tape. Winner yeah. of the five time, uh, Buckeye Newshawk award. Yes. I, I love me some WKRP. <laughs> this is a good show. Yeah. WKRP in Cincinnati. WKRP in Cincinnati. And Monty Anderson was easy on the eyes and Bailey. Like it was always kind of a toss up between Lonnie Anderson and Jennifer and Bailey Porter's. And I looked them. They looked them up recently. Neither one of them is any good anymore. Uh, so I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna go WKRP in Cincinnati. Nice. It, it was less dramatic, and I think underappreciated. It was a really good. show. It was funny. Yeah. Well, they had Come, the. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Add that Netflix. Uh, yeah. I, they had the. Uh, uh, there was one that ca- continued on after that, where they like a I, spinoff. There was a spinoff with, with uh, Venus Flytrap, <laughs> Mr. Carlson. I think Andy Travis was there. What was it called? I don't remember this at all. I I I think it it was at the time because I was a kid. Maybe I just was like, ah, WKRP in Cincinnati with again with. You know, there was a spinoff of Mash too. Yeah, what was it called? It was called After Mash. That's right. (laughs) And none of the less like a season, right? Yeah, Yeah, it wasn't long. Colonel Potter was on, and Klinger was on. I think Radar might have been on for a hot minute. What did they do on After Mash? Everybody went home, but somehow mm -hmm. they all kind of hung out. And I mean, like, like Radar lived in like Ottawa, Iowa. I know way too much about these TV shows. I haven't seen in a really long time. And Trapper lived like in San Francisco, and Colonel Potter lived like in a small town. But so some, they just get together in Kansas, meet in the middle. I, you know? I, I, I don't think I don't think I saw much of Aftermath. Mm-hmm. I have a tendency to write things off, like on on the second. You ever, you, what do you, how do you feel with the movie Arthur? I liked it. I haven't seen it in forever. The but original. Remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's Dudley one of, Moore. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. I remember liking it as a kid, but like not really getting the drunkenness of it all. It, I just it, thought he was a big goofball. It couldn't be made now. Because they did remake it. It was yeah, well, a piece of shit. But, but I, you didn't like it? <laughs> no. I, I didn't. Because I, I never. Because there was Arthur 2 on the rocks. Yes. And I never watched that because I, I held Arthur in such high regards. And I read a bad review on it that I, I still have never seen it. I don't mind the Russell Brand version of Arthur. Okay, I thought it was a steaming pile of shit, yeah. but it's been a minute. Since okay, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like Russell Brand. But like you said, you, I love the original Arthur so much that it was going to be hard to, and I, I haven't seen it in forever, so it's always just going to be this gem in my mind. You know? How do you it's, feel about Russell Brand now? Is he nuts? I don't. What's he doing now? I don't he's know uh, he's like Gandhi now. Is he? Oh yeah, he's doing yoga and he's doing spiritual talks and he's a. Uh, He's, he's good for him. I guess <laughs> it's working out. I mean, he's got money. Get your David Lynch on, buddy. <laughs> um, hey, uh, we got some sponsors. You should use this right here. You appreciate great food, so of course you've checked out Orlando Meats, located at seven twenty-eight Virginia Drive, right down by the Matador. And you know how good they are at everything they do: food, the butcher shop. Well, they're doing something else. Something else amazing. I've had it. It's delicious. They're making pizza. Located in the Orange County Brewers Building in downtown Orlando, it's Recess Pizza. Wood-fired pizza made from some of the most amazing ingredients. The ingredients that you would expect from the chefs at Orlando Meats. Check them out next time you're downtown in the Orange County Brewers Building. Grab a beer, grab a pizza. They are located at 131 North Orange Avenue. They are Recess Pizza and Orlando Meats. Tell them you heard about them on Scotch and Good Conversation. 
And we're back. I just got a new one of those. A, a sponsor? No. Oh, I, <laughs> that that product? Correct. Pro- it's probably from that place. You yeah. got something from that place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah pro- it's probably beer or food. With, of course, which yeah. you always need. Which And all my sponsors make all those things really well because i'm a champagne guy speaking speaking of liquor uh this part of the podcast is brought to you by compass box whiskeys they make scotch and they make it really 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 well there's some right there uh go into your local liquor store grab some and you'll be happy and uh i got a guy who makes buttons little pins little buttons that you can put on your backpack and stuff his name is your button guy the only way to get a hold of him is on instagram under your button guy he's inexpensive he's professional he's courteous he gets things done fast. He's great. Your button guy on Instagram. Question number four for you. What's the most physically painful experience you've ever had and how did you deal with it? I've, I've been pretty fortunate. I want to say I got stitches like twice. Oh, that sounds horrible. One time in my ear, one oh my time God. in my eyelid. Oh my God. Those are two worst places besides penis. <laughs> yeah, it, it's true. I made the facial, uh, I made around the rounds of the face. I didn't get a lip stitch. That would have been the, the trifecta. Mm-hmm. You know what uh, coming like that I can think of that hurt the most is this one time uh, we lived, when I lived in Pennsylvania, we lived on this hill called Murray Hill and it, uh, it was great. It was like, <laughs> I don't know a 30 degree hill for i don't know half a mile down to the main street so, so like terrible. but with like a with a break in the middle for another street yeah, so we could get speed so we could like yeah. we, we could we would usually go to the middle street because there wasn't too much traffic on that we would we'd rarely go like double hill down and go bike through skateboard the, or sleigh fucking all, everything dude. okay uh yeah uh bike sleigh if it was snowy i had this thing it was called a wiggle rider or something. It was like a um yeah. Well, that it, sounds really terrible. The There's seat, no brakes on those, right? The seat was red and yeah. it looked like a heart. And then you like grab some handles in front of you, and your feet were on the handles too. And that exact motion you're making, just no wiggle, brakes. Wiggle your hands back and forth, and yeah. it would, you get on that. And it was like roller uh, or not roller, but uh yeah, roller skate wheels, <laughs> tiny little wheels, and the turning radius was non-existent. <laughs> so like you can't, you had to point yourself forward yeah. and go where you were aiming. Like if you bat out of hell, if you got off on a little slant, you were in the curb, homie, and that's bad news. So yeah, you take the. Uh, uh, the wiggle rider down or whatever the hell it was called. But anyway, uh, this particular instance, I was biking down the sidewalk on the edge of the street. And for some reason we were doing some dumb thing. We're like, my house was like three houses down the hill. We'd come down the sidewalk, cut into my yard and like hit, either hit a stump or a ramp or something to like jump up. And How old are you? Then I must have been 10, 11, 12, somewhere in that Don't range. Don't you wish you had the fearlessness now that you had back then? No, things? because listen to this shit. I uh, I missed my turn. I cut the turn. Instead of cutting a 90 on the turn, I cut like a 45. And I went through my yard perpendicularly <laughs> over this little three-foot retaining wall into my neighbor's yard. Like fucking Wiley e. Coyote right into his house <laughs> and slowly slide down. And like nothing broken. But I, um, I sprained my calf. Okay. I sprained my calf like... Yeah. Bad and that you get was, in trouble. I got taken to the hospital, dude, because like uh, I was screaming. I thought I, I thought I broke my shin. <laughs> it was like that bad. Uh, it was just you know like spasming and like uncontrollably. It was so fucking. I'm bad. sorry, I'm over here giggling and no, smiling at your your pain. Funny. It's funny. Yeah, kids uh, getting hurt is always funny. <laughs> <laughs> the worst pain I think I've ever seen. My my kid, uh, another bike accident. He broke his femur. Oh, and that was like I was like 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 a. Break, break, where it punctures the skin and shit. It wasn't a, it wasn't a compound. Uh, yeah, it wasn't yeah. A compound. It wasn't Ooh, poking out. It's still but yucky. The X-ray. It was a full fucking break, dude. Oh. And, uh, yeah, I, and, I've never broke a bone. Oh. I don't think I've ever had stitches. 
I've been really. I, I've had kidney stones. Papered. Oh, really? I hear, I hear that's bad. Yeah, that 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 uh, it's the only time I've ever, as an adult, gone to the hospital because it it just was too over the top. They ultrasonic you? Uh, they gave this was before I got married, ninety four, I think. No, no, it had, it, after Didi, it was ninety seven or ninety eight. So you're a young man with kidney stones. Yeah, yeah, I haven't had them since. Um, so I guess that's a good thing, not on the keyboard. Man, those things would kill you back in the day. You know that, right? <laughs> back in the early 1800s when you were alive. Well, I, I, or, you know, every time in history previous to that, too. <laughs> no, it, it was it was the most pain I've ever felt sure. in my life. Yeah. Uh, question number six for you. This is an email. And emails are sponsored by the Nook on Robinson. All local, local beers. Well, not all local. They mostly local. Every now and then they let something slide by, but it's obviously cool. Local beers, wines, teas, juices, Art, poetry, music. At any given time, there's something super cool going on there. You you can go in and there'll be a knitting class in the front, or there'll be telescopes set out in the back, or live comedy, or punk rock, or jazz. On Sundays, they, they open. On, uh, on Saturdays, they open like at 10. You can start drinking. It's one of my favorite places in the entire world. Man, and, I had something come up, but they did a thing I wanted to go to uh, last week, a book swap. Yeah, yeah, They did a book swap. They, they're, they're, Just bring a box of some books and swap it out with other people. They're constantly doing it new... It sounded super cool. I, I wanted to get to that. Bad new interesting things down at the Nook. They are located at uh, 2432 East Robinson Street. If you go in, please tell them you heard about them on Scotch and Good Conversation. If you'd like to email us, if it doesn't suck, I will read it. Uh, scotchandgoodconversation at gmail.com. This one, they didn't sign it. It's just the, the, the title is, Do You Stick Q-Tips in Your Ears? And it says, uh, I mean, I know technically it's just for cleaning the external parts of your ears, but I don't have wax there. And furthermore, it doesn't feel awesome to clean there. It's, <laughs> uh, it says there's all sorts of warnings on them, but that's just the company covering their legal ass, right? Uh, I'm not literally jabbing it in my ear holes. Is anybody else? And actually, how dangerous is it? Q-tips in your ears. You doing it? Do you know what I noticed recently? Uh, the Q-tip brand Q-tip box now makes no mention of ears at all. <laughs> it lists a number of things you can do with Q-tips, like cleaning your keyboard mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or uh, hard to reach, dusting hard to reach spots. It's anybody dusting hard to reach spots it with, with. Doesn't mention your fucking ears one single time. Some lawyer went, you know how we're gonna get out of this? Don't even put ears on the fucking box, dude. Yeah. Just sell them. They're not called ear tips. I probably the letter Q's not in ear. I think we're uh, clear on this, Quincy. I probably clear uh, clean my ear with a Q-tip like fifteen minutes before you got here i can't be stopped it's fucking awesome <laughs> what are you gonna tell me that it's bad to stick that in there and get all that red wax out well, <laughs> uh, should i leave that fucking birthday candle in my ear no i haven't had red wax in a while my, my ears are squeaky clean you could eat off the inside of my ears <laughs> That's that's bad, Peter. You should see a doctor. <laughs> no, you wait, should, you should what? Definitely... I can't hear you. I, I I um I take alcohol and put it in the Q-tip and just clean just the inside of them, and it feels so fucking good. If I could get a blowjob while I was cleaning my ears with alcohol, I, I would be in heaven. So you do. You're on board with this, like this guy who didn't sign. I know the thing is that everybody's like, you're just pushing it deeper. No, no. You you go. I in, don't care. You go in the hole. <laughs> you you bring it up against the side and you do a ring around. Mm -hmm. You do a ring around. You don't push it into your fucking ear. What are you, you an animal? A caveman? Get the hell out of here! No, you get it in there and then you do a ring around. Uh -huh. And goddamn, it takes all that red wax right out. So I don't trust somebody who doesn't put Q-tips in their ears. Yeah, yeah. I don't think my wife does. No, she does. Like here's here's the thing. Like a, a life tip: 
if you're traveling for more than a day or two, bring Q-tips. Then go back, call back to what we talked about earlier, life tips. Here's a life hack. If your bong uh, bowl stem is all clogged up with resin. <laughs> Q-tip. Q-tip, dude. <laughs> Q-tip that shit out. Have to, and if a, it's glass and clear, you can see exactly what's happening inside your ear right there in your fucking weeble. I don't think I've ever owned a bong like that. <laughs> really? No. I, my, my pot smoking career I is... I got one in my car you want. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. My, uh, I've only started smoking pot like in my late 40s. Jesus Christ. I know. I was living life wrong. Uh, and now um, uh, I, uh, I I don't have a recommendation but I have access. So, uh, and it, it's, it's, did you get the card or you got to, no, 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 that, gotta, I don't need that. No. no, everybody, everybody just goes, I got my card here. Have some. And, and it's, it's only like when I can't sleep or I need to fly on an airplane. Okay. It's not a lifestyle thing. Drinking's a lifestyle thing for me. Okay. Yeah. You saw what I did when I was like, can I have a beer? Well, I, I good for you for not, not uh, drinking also. I'm I, driving. I, I, I'd I, probably join you into something if I wasn't driving. I, I was on board kind of with, uh, should I get this guy champagne? Cause you, you, are you really a champagne guy? Yes. Yeah. I, Why? That's all I drink now. Um, <laughs> I've told this story on a number of podcasts. Recently, yeah, I know. You, so you've just, been on a million podcasts lately. I'm trying to get the word out. Uh, <laughs> basically, I just I was um, in a circumstance where there was free champagne. Uh-huh. Right at the same time, I was I had made the determination to not drink beer anymore because okay. it was hurting my belly. Okay. And uh, and then I was I was gonna like my idea was okay. I, I love drinking beer. But for some reason, a 12-pack every night is making my belly hurt in the morning. For some reason, 12 beers? I don't know beers. what it was. <laughs> okay. What fucking 12 Lagunitas would do to your belly? I don't, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. But uh, I finally doctor. figured out that's what it was. And then I was like, okay, I'll make a switch to liquor. But I was a little bit apprehensive because... um. I'm not always nice on liquor. Like yeah. it can it can go uh, wrong sometimes. I was a little scared when you came in. In the door? Yeah, no, just it, 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 sometimes it, uh, the the part you play on podcast you can be grumpy. I am grumpy, Peter. I'm very grumpy. <laughs> you seem charming. Uh, yeah. Well, you didn't cut me off in fucking traffic. Yet, did you? <laughs> but long story short, somebody was like, uh, "Try champagne, and it, uh, it's delicious. Yeah. It's twelve uh, percent alcohol. All right, so fuck you part. up. Yeah. And uh, and I'm a real sweetheart when I get drunk on it. So okay. it, like it checked all. It's the a boxes. win. It's a win on every checked level. All the boxes. Yeah. Yeah. I I kind of toyed the idea, but I'm glad I didn't. I would have sent you home with it because I don't. I can't drink champagne. That that's a. Well, you drink, I kind of wish you did. You drink a bottle. We drink a <laughs> yes. bottle of champagne. Once you open it, you got to finish the bottle. You don't have to. Yeah, you can do waste champagne like a monster. You ever had like a really nice bottle of champagne? Yeah. Um, for uh, Christmas this year, my uh, my friend Bart got me a bottle of uh, that Vuv Clicquot. Is that how you I say can't it? Pronounce it. No, that's, that's, you should have went with that because I, I wouldn't have known. But uh, that was really good. What's what's yeah. a Vuv uh, uh, It's the one V-E-U-V-E, Vuv. Okay. Uh, they make you know they're they're right below your doms I think in the okay. in the champagne. So world. Bart's a nice guy. I'm, I don't know a lot about the high-end champagnes but uh-huh. i can t- i can really break down the low-end champagnes <laughs> well, i think i think 99 of the world probably is right on car par with you on that yeah but the problem is like everybody goes cooks or andre and that's just gross like it'll do in a pinch <laughs> yeah but it's at eckert's if you need it or well, cvs so yeah. is one shelf up and like two three bucks more barefoot bubbly okay get that uh really get- barefoot that's how they make i see i drank their wine once I'm once. not a fan of the wine at all, yeah. but the barefoot bubbly, like especially the key to champagne is as dry as possible. Okay. Like sugar, it makes it, it doesn't, it, it, too sweet of champagne. You can't drink enough to get where you need to be. So like you want it really dry and barefoot, their extra dry is good, but their brute cuvee is a little bit drier. And like it's like, whereas Cook's is going to be like seven bucks a bottle. This yeah, yeah. is like nine bucks a bottle Ooh. and so much better. Okay. 
I love the fact that you have a very strong opinion on, on $9 champagne. And good for Trader you. Trader Joe's has a really good uh, $6 bottle of French Blanc de Blanc, but it's so far away. <laughs> okay. It's yeah. hard to get to And it's, the parking lot's a fucking pain in the it's ass, kinda, too. It's, kinda, it's still a nightmare. Yeah. I, I can't wait for Lucky <laughs> to open. Uh, here is a commercial. Tonda and the whole gang over at La Femme du Fromage, Orlando's Cheese Shop, are right now working super hard. They're working overtime to open up their brand new location in the North Quarter. Until then, though, give them a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to find out what's going on in the construction and to find out what's going on in their original location in the East End Market. They're doing cheese there. They're Orlando's Cheese Shop. Of course they are. Pass by tonight and grab something yummy. Get some dinner. Get a grilled cheese sandwich. Get a glass of wine. Hang out and watch the world go by. They are located at 3201 Kareen Drive in the East End Market. Go in there tonight. Tell them you heard about them on Scotch and Good Conversation. And your third question to me, please. Okay, we did. Oh, yeah. Uh, what is your favorite beach? And you can also, again, you can do one Florida and one outside Florida if you want. Uh, favorite beach? I I like New Smyrna. Really? Yeah. Have you been to any other beaches? <laughs> well, I, 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 like, I like New Smyrna because every time I go there, I, I got a buddy, and this is totally selfish, okay. whose family has a, a house there. Okay, that, so that, you got a spot out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and we... we it's it's more of a like we sit in their backyard that's on the water and we smoke and drink and play instruments and cook and then we'll walk down and go to a greasy uh, hamburger or go to third wave you ever been to third wave no. go to third wave in new smyrna it's the guy uh bruno from bruno's pizza oh, okay. to help up design the kitchen and open up there so it's it's probably the best restaurant that, restaurant that i know of there gotcha i like i have a good time in new smyrna although there's a couple little spots the town i grew up in which is a horrible racist little redneck town but it was uh, on the ocean. I grew up in Fort Pierce, Port St. Lucie. Okay. And there's a couple spots just south of Fort Pierce where you can spend the day at the beach and not see another person. That's how um, I'm looking for a hookup on a good, like, secret beach. Yeah. Or private beach. But I also, haven't really found a good one in it, all the years it, I've been it, living if here. You look, if you're on the beach, if you look directly to the left and uh, to the left and behind you, there's a nuclear power plant. So it's kind of off-putting. But it's a really nice. So is that kind of like the um, uh, what is the Homosassa area? Because uh, they got one on the Gulf, don't Stewart, they? Stewart. No, it's on the on the East Coast. Oh, that's on the other side. Yeah, okay. it's uh, Stewart Jensen Beach. Gotcha. It's down there. Um, but uh, what's the name of the? We went to a beach in California. Uh, where were we? We were in Venice Beach. Was it, was it Venice? It's like I don't know. I'm uh, just guessing beaches no, in California. No, I, I can't remember the name Malibu of it. Malibu Beach. No, it wasn't that. Like it, it was just north of uh, San uh, San Diego. Okay. And it was like downtown Winter Park on the ocean with sea lions. Oh yeah, it, it was stunningly beautiful. That's awesome. Like there, there was no way in hell I could ever afford to even probably go in the water there. But I, I'd like to visit that California, dude. It's so pricey. Yeah, if I, I always say, if I had Powerball money, I'd live in San Francisco. It, it's the perfect weather all the time. There's food and and beer everywhere. It's a quick flight over to Asia, quicker over to Asia. <laughs> um, I'd probably have a house there, a house in Asheville, and a house in Paris. 
I like Asheville. <laughs> Have you been to Asheville? Asheville's cool. I hear good things about Asheville. Too many hippies. A lot of hippies oh, there. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of like just just dirty, dirty hippies That's smoking cool, cigarettes. That's cool. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. Probably makes it easy to find acid. <laughs> I, I don't do acid. I've never done acid. Okay. Should I do acid? Guess what's another great thing to pick up in your forties, Peter? <laughs> should I? Should I do acid? Do you, you think ever a... done mushrooms? Nope. Yes, you should do both those things then. See, I don't do th- mushrooms first because okay. mushrooms are like you know that's a nice yeah it's easy a, it's, it's, intro to it. I've been around people. I've seen them. I've, I've just like Nancy Reagan got in my head when I was a kid, dude. Yeah, right. Yeah, just just say no. And and I was going to church and I was like a, a Eagle Scout boy. You know, they were fucking popping pills like crazy and taking advice from a lady that was pretending to read a crystal ball. So like. You can't trust the Reagans. No, for I'm not. I know I yeah. don't like the Reagans, <laughs> but but I mean, I, I it was the '80s. We said no to things. Well, I, I we said no to sex. Like I was 21 when I lost my virginity. You know, it's fucked up when uh, I was 21 when I was lost my virginity. That's that's fucked up. I ruined the first 10 when, years, last 10 years of my my youth. When Ronald Reagan died, they put his uh, presidential library in uh, crypt territory. That's a dickhead move. Yeah, because Nancy Reagan, she's always dressed in red and, and fucking. Are you kidding? Yes, that is okay. Joke. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> she reps blood. I know. Yeah, she, that's that's how she rolls. Um, you definitely third question. Uh, question number seven for you. We're actually almost done, and I, I kind of picked this one for you because you're a comedian. Sometimes. Which will end? Sometimes. Which will end first? The Simpsons or South Park? Sub question. How will the future generations look back on both those shows? So you're telling me right now both those shows are still on the air? <laughs> I haven't had cable since. Uh, I, I I don't know either. Like I, I just assume the they Sopranos. weren't. Yeah. Um, I assume at this point the Simpsons will go on forever. You know, if you told me as a kid that like uh, me at 40, there would be the Simpsons would still be on and I hadn't seen it in approximately 20 years. Mm-hmm. I would be startled because I, I watched it every Sunday Except for, they moved it to like Tuesday for like a couple weird weeks in like the mid nineties, and then right back to Sunday. I watched it every Sunday for years. Yeah, years. I I stopped caring about The Simpsons around the time that South Park came out. It just so happened. Yeah, yeah. for a long time, the South Park was the smartest show. The South Park, South Park was the smartest show on television. Yeah, like it, it, and the way they were, especially after they became uh, computers, where they, they they were able to pump it out if something happened. Two days later, there'd be a South Park about it, written about it. I, have, I haven't watched either one. In, as clever as they are, I got bored with South Park real quick. I, I, like, I don't know what about it. It just lost my interest. I, like At a certain point, they because they just peg out the meter yeah, at all times for everything. <laughs> so like it's just at some point, it's too much. Okay, there's a fat kid yelling at a poor kid, yelling at a dumb kid. They're all yelling. It's just, it's always pegged into the red the whole time. It's just too much. They're equal opportunity offenders, which which I kind of love. But 99% of the time, there's some sort of moral lesson at the end of it, too. That's beautifully yeah, written in. Yeah. I, I admire those guys. I haven't, I haven't watched one probably for two years. They were really ripping on Donald Trump for a little while. Really? I think future generations are going to judge... South Park better than than The Simpsons. See, and that Peter, makes me sad I think also. you might be making a mistake in thinking that like future generations are going to care about <laughs> serialized TV at all. And I'm dead serious. Yeah. Because like 
I will like we just bought Alf on DVD. My so, wife's like, favorite show. I'm making my kids so bad. It's, it's wonderful. I still. <laughs> hey Willie. I love it <laughs> yeah. because I loved it in the '80s, and uh, but it's a trope. Do you remember how it ended? Uh, I, I somebody just reminded me of how it ended, and uh, that there was supposed to be a spinoff where he was in. They captivity. catch Alf. <laughs> yeah. They catch him. Yeah. Uh, it's the saddest. No one told me this. And my wife made me watch the entire thing. Dude, the first, the pilot episode, the mom, it all comes down to like whether or not the mom wants to give up Alf. And so like there's a crucial moment. She goes and answers the door. And there's this guy in like sunglasses and a, t- and a tan uniform standing there. He's like, ma'am, I'm from the alien search division of the government. Of course. And she's like, oh, you're looking. Oh, no aliens here. But. But just out of curiosity, what would you do if you find it? And this guy's like, we would dissect it and torture it and tear it out its toenails. And it's the worst writing ever. Oh. Like, just like, it's so bad. They are. The, the whole thing was Alf got captured yes. and he was supposed to live in a lab and just yeah. be precocious and kind of. The same show, but without the fucking family. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and it never happened. So. The way it was written, Alf gets captured. The one thing that he didn't want to happen for whatever many seasons. If I remember right, I think they did air like one episode. I probably look it up. And yeah. it was like panned. And so they just yanked it. Oh, I was so mad at my wife because we watched every single one of them. And I kind of liked it. So many TV shows. And so like people are all upset about Game of Thrones. I've never seen an episode. of I haven't either. But yeah. they're all upset about the ending. Like most TV shows end very badly. Like I have... A good amount of anxiety about the fact that uh, Sam and Diane did not get together at the end of Cheers and like the last <laughs> scene of the last episode of Cheers is basically like Sam kind of kicking around his empty office like well this is my life now it really does give me anxiety like and because there's no going back and fixing it that's the thing about it because like Cheers for example I invested so much time and energy and love into these characters uh-huh. and for it all just to like fizzle out and like it's like yeah, here's a big hollow ending so sad dude I'm trying to think of MASH ended well fucking Sledgehammer Do you, did you watch Sledgehammer oh, he was like this is. weird quirky detective it was I like, kind of do remember it that it was my favorite show when I was a kid and then uh, one season I guess they weren't sure if they were going to come back or not so they ended on a cliffhanger where uh, Sledgehammer is trying to defuse a nuclear bomb okay. and then it cuts to a wide angle shot of a mushroom cloud above the city <laughs> and then it says to be continued and, and it, it never, never came back came back oh my god and i remember like because as a kid you don't understand like when exactly the season is i remember like watching tv for a long long time waiting for that waiting for sledgehammer find, coming find back out, and find out what happened to yeah, sledgehammer never happened the world blew up at least the city blew up yes sledgehammer is dust uh question number eight for you who do you who do you know that i don't know or who do you know do that you should come know? on the podcast who do I know that you don't know that should come on the podcast? I could give you probably a list of comics that you don't know. Hit me. I'm not sure which ones you do know. So that would be hard. See, this, the, the, the trick where is I'm supposed to get you to say their names and then if they hear this. Yeah. But you don't have to. It's okay. Uh, well, I'll tell you like a uh, guy that's going to come into my show soon that you probably don't know because he's on before. Duncan J. I know the name. Buddy, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know Heather Shaw. She's always fun. That name I don't know. You don't know Heather Shaw? No, no. You got a comedy show right here? What? No, not really. I'm okay. old. I don't go yeah, out. She does a lot of comedy around. Yeah, check yeah. out another shot for sure. She's fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, remind the kids where we can hear the podcast. Oh, uh, just type in the Orlando Talk Show into your podcast app. Uh, I believe it'll pop right up. Or Ross McCoy. You got a, uh, do you have a website? Totswithross.com. Okay. I don't know what Mickey's got up on there, though. I don't think it's super informative, but... Uh, <laughs> 
best way to find it is you know just go to your podcast app and uh, and look for it. And um, are you doing you're, you're doing any comedy around? Yeah, I'm always at the Bull and Bush first and third Saturday every month. We do a comedy show. They got an open mic there on Wednesdays. I don't think this will come out before June 24th, but I'm doing a live show there. You no, I don't think so. Yeah. Look it up on Eventbrite. And see it, how it, it that's a great place to see a show. <laughs> it's it, a great comedy room. Yeah, it really is. And, and the bar is cool. And yes. You just interviewed Scott Metz. Uh, that's correct. Yeah, I've, I've been texting him back and forth to get him to come in here. I just... love Metz. He's the coolest. And then, uh, and then my next one that's coming out, oh, it's out by this point. You guys in the future can go listen to it. It's... Uh, Scott Metz and the other Scott. Oh, uh, yeah. Scott uh, Podlesnik, uh, the two Scots at the Bull and Bush. So it's, we got a uh, double shot of Scott. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to listen to that one by accident. Like, I was trying to, to catch up a little bit beforehand. Uh, thank you so much. You have a good time? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Cool. You guys, Patreon, patreon.com slash Scott's a good conversation. If you like Ross and you don't like me, uh, just share this podcast anyway. It helps Ross out, and it, it might help me a little bit. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, there's someone in your life that you love tell them that because you might not get a second chance there's someone who's having a hard day say hey man can I help you something I can do look she, she knows it's the end of the podcast she's going to start parking do I get it better now oh she's going to start parking in a second okay. uh, and take care of each other and love each other and hug each other and be good to each other right? do you think Rosie understands plugs or just the tone of voice you get she, when, she when knows plugs happen? I'm telling you she knows yeah. alright yeah, she does you guys have fun peace bye bye Production.